Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. You know, real quick, and we're, we're going to move on to some other stuff before we get into uh, Gratitude Friday in an hour with Pastor Adam Hamilton of the Church of the Resurrection. But I can't say enough about this young lady that some of you apparently love to hate. Uh, Taylor Swift donated $100,000 today to a GoFundMe for the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, the Shawnee woman who was killed in the mass shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City this week. Donated $100,000. The goal for that GoFundMe was $75K. I think think she alone crushed it. Yeah. Uh, As of the writing of this story from CNN earlier today, they had already raised $182,000. She wrote, sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss. With love, Taylor Swift. Um, There are photos online today of Patrick and Brittany Mahomes um, visiting two of the young shooting victims, ages 8 and 10. Uh, The family telling Fox 4 that both children are okay, but, quote, have a very long road to recovery. Um, And speaking of the Mahomes and 15 and the Mahomies, this from Patrick Mahomes via Twitter in the last hour. Um, Just like hashtag Chiefs Kingdom has always been there for me and my family, we want to be there for them. (laughs) The Kansas City Chiefs have launched hashtag KC Strong, an emergency response fund supporting victims and their families, violence prevention, and mental health services for everyone impacted, including first responders. He writes, please join me and Brittany and 15inthemahomies.org to support. If you are able, you can donate at chfs.me slash Casey Strong. And we have put that on all of our social media platforms. And as, and as upset as, as some people have been uh, on the text line and on my Facebook, I, I truly believe that the vast majority of people in this city are good, kind, gentle, and I, and I truly believe in the next few days we are going to see what this city is truly made of. Can you just help me understand why people, are they mad at you, are they mad at me, or are they just mad? All three. Uh, why and, are you and, mad at me? What did I do? <laughs> uh, what did I do? Come on now. I'm the happy-go-lucky dork. Um, the, and they're not mad at you and me and the world. They're either mad at you or they're mad at me, or they're just mad at the world. And I, th- I think you can probably chalk it up to a couple of things, uh, not the least of which is I, th- I think people are exhausted. I do too. A- and you you and I, um, <laughs> I was sitting at my computer this morning. I, I woke up at 2.30 and could not, for the life of me, fall back to sleep. And I was just thinking about the events of the, the last week. And- I love that you emailed me. Sam, <laughs> you know Dana. I'm like, ding, ding, who's up? I can't sleep. Ding, ding, ding. And he blocks me at night because he doesn't want to hear no, from me at night. I silence you at night. I will I, not I, be silenced. That is literally the same thing. Okay. Go ahead. So okay. I get an email <laughs> because I can't sleep either. I mean, I literally could not sleep. None of the, No one in this town is sleeping. And the email says, I didn't want to text or call you. 
you awake? <laughs> well, what? what it yes, it did. <laughs> no, listen, you up? listen to me. New phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I silenced you so, at night. So I went down. I, I couldn't sleep, and I tried. And I turned on the TV. Sometimes that helps me fall asleep. I just couldn't fall asleep. So I go downstairs at like 6.20, and I'm in my office, and boy, that sounded pretentious. I'm in the room where the computer is, and um, I'm on Facebook. It's Western Shawnee. You it is. I was going to say it. <laughs> well, the it, office is built in That's in right. It's not, it's not Western Shawnee. I was in the office oh. that we converted from a wine cellar oh. in Western Shawnee. <laughs> Didn't need the wine anymore. <laughs> the fireplace roaring at my face. Uh, right outside the door is my seventh bathroom. <laughs> so anyway, I'm on Facebook, and I see Dana had posted something like eight minutes prior. And I'm like, this has got to be a mistake. And I refreshed it. Like, I refreshed my screen. Yeah. And it still showed up eight minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, she's awake. What is she doing up at 6.20 in the morning? And I thought I grabbed my phone. I thought I'm going to text her and see what's going on. And uh, we rarely talk outside of the show, but I was lonely and bored, and uh, and those are dangerous places for me to be. And I'm like, I started texting her, and I'm like, no, 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 because if 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 Facebook's wrong and I wake her up, she's going to be mad at me all day. So I just sent her an email, and and that's right. I just said, um, what did I write? Are you awake? Yeah. Are you up? I don't want to text you or call you. That's what I wrote. That's you right. up? And so I immediately called him. I go, what are you doing? I can't sleep. He's like, I can't sleep either. I said, what do you want to do on the show today? I, I just had a dream, and I'm calling Pastor Hamilton, and I want to have him on at 5. And he goes, okay. The old yeah. late night you up text. You up? Uh, by the way, you were mentioning a second ago that the people on the text line seem angry yes. at either you or Dana or just the world in general. And yeah. I would say that it's more so the world in general. And you two are just the easy outlet for them to express yeah, that's that Yeah, pro- that's probably true. Oh, my God. Go have a glass of wine and sit down in front of your fireplace and stop yelling but, at and us. They just the, the text line, actually, for the last two days has been a little... Chippy? Uh, a little ve- chippy. Venomous would probably be the word that I, I would use. This but, is why I don't read the text line. Um, woke up th- this morning to the news that Alexei Navalny was uh, murdered, most likely, by Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are Russian apologists... Uh, if you needed more proof that they are an evil, evil regime, uh, Alexei Navalny died this morning in a Russian prison in Siberia, 2,000 miles away from his wife. Uh, he is in, He was in far eastern Siberia, north of the Arctic Circle. The Russian government, the evil Russian government, would have us believe that he went for a walk this morning and became ill. I, <laughs> yeah, with a poison dart. I, I would remind you, <laughs> right, to the neck. Just like the other leaders that mysteriously fell off the top of buildings. Right. I would I would remind you, MSNBC was very quick on this, and I credit them for the information I'm about to share with you. Uh, let's say he did go for a walk. By the way, this prison where he, the gulag where he was being held in uh, eastern Siberia was north of the Arctic Circle. The temperature today or when he went for this <clears throat> walk, was five degrees below zero with a wind chill of negative 40. Felt like a walk. That is not walking weather. Uh, a sad update that I want to bring you from our Blue Valley family um, that I just saw on Twitter, and this breaks my heart. This is from Blue Valley Southwest Basketball. They write, our hearts are heavy. We do not have the words to convey how we are feeling, but what we do have is each other, 
We will continue to lean on one another during this difficult time, and we appreciate the love and support from everyone. And then they hashtag it, protect the pack, and hashtag play for Leck, L-E-C-K. And Bishop Miege just replied, we are sending prayers and lots of love to Coach Leck's family. Mm. It appears uh, the Blue Valley community has lost Coach Leck. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, in, in a sudden manner, it does not say how. Um, uh, oh. Pardon me, Chris just tweeted, we are thinking of everyone at Blue Valley Southwest after the passing of Coach Leck after battling West Nile virus. West Nile virus? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that transmitted by mosquitoes? Uh, it is a mosquito-borne disease, yes. It, it, it's what? February 16th. There are no mosquitoes out there. Did he recently go to Florida? That's a good point. Didn't think about that. Huh. Well, may God bless uh, him and his family and everybody in Blue Valley. That's terrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I don't. I was going to uh, tell a couple of other stories real quick. I think I'm going to take the break here. Yeah, take the let break that here. One, let that one sink in for everybody. Uh, and, and we might bring that back on Monday um, and, and huh. see if we can get Dana Hawkinson in here to talk about that. I'll be darned. Uh, that's so sad. All right, quick break. Uh, Pastor Adam Hamilton with the Church of the Resurrection will be joining us right after the 5 o'clock news. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a pivot to quote from Ross Geller on Friends. Pivot! Uh, we're going to do Gratitude Friday this afternoon. After all the bad news that we've all had this week, let's be grateful for what we do have in this great city and in our lives. Dana Wright, Sam Stevie III, my name is Scott, here on KMBZ. You know, I, I'm not trying to bring everybody down. I hope I don't. I, I'm not even going to read this story about this hiker uh, who killed a rabid coyote. But once I saw the headline, it reminded me of something. I don't know what the heck was going on out in Western Shawnee the other night. But it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm awakened by animal screams of terror. Oh, Yeah. The fox and the coyotes, those noises sound like a woman screaming. Yes, a fox, certainly. But I, it sounded like a dog. And it was in, you know, obviously on my side of the street, in somebody's backyard, and on, on our side of the street, because we have the elementary school right back behind us, a lot of the people don't have fences, right? Because their kids, yeah, when they were younger, would just walk out the back door and, and, and walk straight to the elementary school. So... I think there's like three or four fences on my entire block on our side of the street. So I don't know if somebody left their dog out or let their dog out and, you know, went to the restroom or something, but I hear this dog just yelping and yelping and yelping. And out of nowhere, I hear, Ow! oh, yeah, you got I, something. Now, is that a wolf or do coyotes make that noise? No, no, it's that's a coyote. I, this happened to me with a couple of girlfriends. I don't know. It was like last summer or something. It was the most guttural, screaming, bizarre. Like someone actually said, "Do we need to call nine one one?" Thinking it was sound, a woman. They do sound like women screaming. Screaming, yeah. and well, and one of the women in our group grew up on a farm, and she goes, "No, do not call nine one one." She said, "That is a pack of coyotes that just killed prey." That's what they do. So coyotes sound. Like, now you remember the time I recorded that fox that was running down my street, yeah. and it sounded because we thought it was a, a kid outside that was in distress. Yep. 
I go outside and there's this fox walking down the street and just it's the most guttural. Oh, I know. Sounds like a woman screaming sound, but I, I and and maybe coyotes howl or, or maybe it was a wolf for all I know. I have no idea. But all of a sudden, after I after that animal that was clearly having a bad night stopped screaming, that's when I heard ow, and. I, and I was like, man, what the hell is going on outside my house? Maybe they were out of Grey Poupon. Okay. Maybe they needed to use my eighth bathroom. (laughs) Okay. Come on. Uh, We have three airplane-related stories in the stack today. I'll start with the most benign of them. He just wanted to recline in peace. This is from the New York Post. Washington-based chef Anthony Thomas was baffled by his fellow traveler's decision to seize the seat directly behind him on a nearly empty Southwest flight, despite dozens of options available. Said Chef Anthony Thomas, writing on Twitter, imagine having the luxury of boarding a flight with only two passengers on it. Of all the seats on the flight, look where he decided to sit. He didn't sit in your aisle. I mean, if he had sat in his aisle, that might be one thing, but... Directly behind him? Okay, what, I, what, what's the proper kosher uh, uh, space to give someone on a nearly empty flight? Well, how many seats were available on that flight? It's like when you go to the bathroom. Many. And there are 100 stalls in the bathroom. And you choose one, maybe third or fourth in. And then someone walks in like a serial killer and goes right into the stall next to you. Oh, it's even worse for men. You Why in, do you do that? You walk into a stadium restroom or to the T-Mobile Center. There's yep. 17 urinals. Nobody's so, in there. You you take a urinal. You know, you pick one over off in the distance, and somebody walks in, pulls up right next to you. So we we were at uh, Nate Bergazzi on Saturday night. Thank you for the tickets, by the way. You're what, so what, welcome. Oh, my God, we had so much fun. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. Um, I have to tell you my favorite joke from the night. You told me to remember a joke. and did, Have I told you the joke? Mm-hmm. Oh, I told you. Okay, never mind. Uh, just look up Nate Bargatze anywhere and just watch every single thing he ever says, and oh you'll be on the so, floor laughing. He was so funny. Anyway, at the end of the show, uh, run to the restroom before we head home, and there's a guy next to me, and the stall to his right, I was to his left, mm-hmm. the stall to his right opened up, and some guy ran in and, and started using the restroom. The guy to his right starts talking to him. Yeah. And the guy... but. In the middle, the guy right next to me goes, looks over at him and goes, you are violating every code of right. mandum possible. From he the goes, text line, it's basically un-American. Yeah, you, he goes, you are not talking to me at a urinal, are you? And I'm just sitting there with a poop-eating grin on my face, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to get rich. He's like, you are breaking every rule in mandum. On my flight back from Vegas, all I wanted to do was sleep. And I had someone seated directly behind me. And at first I thought this has to be a kid because they kept moving my seat back and forth. Kind of like you would do, Scott, if you were standing up and using it as a, a, a brace because you're standing up. Oh, no. Okay? Uh-uh. So the first time I'm like, what in the Sam Hill is that person behind me doing? And then it happened again and it happened. And there's something jarring when you're on an airplane. Yes. And you're just perfectly relaxed. And I'm listening to my music. And your seat goes, Bam. And I'm like, what in the Sam Hill? The third time it happened, I turned around. And it was like a 45-year-old guy. You've gotten very confrontational. Like, what are you yeah. doing to my seat? What's happened to you? This is not the Dana I, I know. I don't like the shaking of my seat. Now, if you're getting up once to use the restroom and you have to brace yourself on the seat and you move me a little bit, I'm not. 
This guy was a rockin' and a rollin' the seat. Did he appear to be tall? Here we go. I, that was a the question. tall man is going mm-hmm. to somehow there try and justify this behavior. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Sam. Yep. I mean, I'm sure that every time that I fidget on a plane, they can feel my knee moving mm-hmm. on their back. The trials and tribulations of someone who's too tall. Just a question. There was no question. That was a statement. You are tall. But do you take your knees and rock and roll them directly into the seat in front of you every time you fly? When you stand up, do you pull the seat back for leverage? I do not. Even if I did that, I would say, I am so sorry. I would just lean and go, I'm so sorry. We're Mm -hmm. also shoved in there like sardines. Yep. That he literally could have just leaned over and been like, I'm so sorry. And I would have been like, oh my God, totally fine, dude. The fourth time it happened, I'm like, are you having a seizure? See, I can almost forgive the annoying five year old kid who keeps kicking the back of my seat. It's annoying, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, he's a kid, he's fidgety. Uh, a grown-up pulling down the back of my seat. Uh-huh. I mean, it. <laughs> I don't want to say it's earth-shaking, but it almost feels like it. Uh, here's another airline story. A woman on a Delta Airlines flight from Amsterdam to Detroit got an unpleasant surprise when maggots oh. from another passenger's luggage in an overhead no, bin no, fell no, on no, top no, of her. They had to turn the plane around. Oh, God, I would have thrown up. I don't want to hear anymore. No, 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 no. Except let me ask, can I ask a question just really? What, pray tell, were they doing in someone's suitcase? Well, I don't know how growing. they... What would you Eating. say? I said growing. All right. <laughs> Eating. Stop. Growing Stop. growing by the second. Stop Squirming. It. Stop it. Planning their escape. Oozing. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you uh, Flight attendants were the ones who were able to trace the bugs back to a passenger's bag. Uh, apparently, there was a rotten fish in it, which was wrapped in newspaper. All right. You can't fly with fish. You can fly with fish with weights in them. That's how you get your trophy back home. Why in God's name would someone fly with a fish in their suitcase? That person should be kicked out of the airline industry forever. They should never be able to fly again. Uh, You are too stupid to fly, sir. Delta did apologize to their customers, uh, said the aircraft was interrupted due to an improperly packed carry-on bag. Really? You mean a fish wrapped in newspaper? (laughs) I mean... They even tell you on those internet, you can't bring soil, you can't bring fruits and vegetables back. Oh, from the text line, I'm sure the maggots were wiggling. When they landed in her hair? Mm-hmm. I am not listening to you. I am I'm, <coughs> I'm not listening to you at I'm, all. And a male passenger groped a mother and her underage daughter while on board an international flight last summer after being overserved alcohol on a Delta Airlines flight, according to a federal lawsuit that was filed in New York. Uh... They claim a 16-year-old girl and her mom, they were on their way to Greece from New York. They claim that he was served roughly 10 vodka on ice drinks, among other alcoholic beverages during the course of the flight. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Quick break. We're going to do Gratitude Friday. Coming up at the top of the hour, Pastor Adam Hamilton with the Church of the Resurrection. Uh, Good friend of the program. He'll be joining us in studio. Here on Dana and Parks. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
So here's what we know. Here is the latest. Two juveniles have been charged with gun-related and resisting arrest charges. The prosecutor's office in Jackson County strongly hinting that more charges are coming. I imagine that these are what they called, uh, call holding charges. Um, and the Jackson County prosecutor, Gene Peters-Baker, who joined us on the program yesterday, I believe it was, uh, also strongly hinted during our interview that she is going to try to have them elevated to adult status. Are there any more suspects? We do not know. We also do not know because they are currently charged in juvenile court. We do not know their ages. We do not know their names. We do not know where they're from. Several people in the text line seem bizarrely interested in what their race is. We don't know that we either. We don't know. Yelling at us, why aren't you talking about who these people M- are? Mention well, their race. Mention their race. I don't know. We don't know. None of that. You want, you want me to just guess? Has been released. Now, I, I urge you, if you missed our 2 o'clock hour, our 3 o'clock hour, go back. There's some really good information about there. How procedurally these cases play out in the next days and weeks. The yes. certification hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, how old you can be to be charged as an adult. We had John Paserno on. He broke all of that down for us. It's a wealth of great information. And while he does not know specifically information about who's charged, he has defended as one of the city's top criminal defense attorneys very young people accused of very serious crimes before so he Mm -hmm. was able to walk us through like this is how this is going to play out go back and look at our two o'clock and our three o'clock podcast for that Uh, pastor adam hamilton will be joining us at the top of the hour we are going to do a round of gratitude very quickly uh because dana sent this to me earlier today and i I do think it, it bears playing nick wright who used to be on our sister station next door uh, 610 Sports, he's now on uh, Fox Sports, and I think he's based out of Los Angeles. Yeah, he has a national show, and he was there. Yeah, he was at the rally uh, and the parade on uh, Wednesday, and here is what Nick Wright said this morning on Fox Sports. My wife saw me cry in a way I haven't, and it wasn't when uh, at the parade. It wasn't on the walkover. It was at the hotel. Once we had gotten to the safety of our room, we're at the elevator. And there was this little old lady who was on the phone fighting back tears, wearing a chief shirt. And she saw me and knew us, knew the show, and came over and gave me a hug and started crying. And I still didn't cry yet. And then we talked. And she said she was there with her kids and grandkids and her I believe she said 14 year old granddaughter had to take the lead because she's been trained for this and the adults hadn't and I cried and I cried because it's so god dog cruel what we've taken from this generation of kids that we all got Listen, yesterday, Wilds is right, we're lucky, but yesterday was also the single worst 10 seconds of my life. And it was not, it was not the, when we heard the gunshot and we're told to get down, and it was not, the 10, the the part that is seared into my memory from a selfish perspective is the time between them telling us active shooter and me finding in the crowd ostensibly where the shooter was, my wife, my sister-in-law, and her best friend. Because I, you know, th- those that ten seconds felt like it was 
five minutes. Mm. Uh, but that that is that is a, such a different feeling than for these young kids who have now had to learn, drill, and experience what to do in a mass shooting situation before they lose their first tooth, yeah. before they have their first kiss. For those kids there yesterday, part of their childhood ended. You know, Nick and I didn't always agree when he was here. Uh, I don't know that I could agree with him more in what he just said. It was very well done. We're going to try to have him on the show on Monday. Okay. Uh, story here from CNN. Rachel Dolezal, the white woman and former NAACP chapter president who courted major controversy nearly 10 years ago. Where did the years go? Uh, for falsely claiming that she was black, has now been fired from her position at an Arizona school district because she has an OnlyFans account. Oh, I thought you were going to say because she's now identifying as Asian. <laughs> well played. Pick one, Rachel. <laughs> what do you want to be? <laughs> I don't care what you are. What do you want wait to be? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up. They hired her full well knowing she lied about her identity her whole life. And then got caught. Correct. Yes. And, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. But having an OnlyFans account is not okay? Dolezal was employed with the Catalina Foothills School District in Arizona as an after-school instructor, but was let go this week after administrators were made aware of her apparent presence on OnlyFans. I don't need to tell you what that is. Uh, As of publication, a link to an OnlyFans account is accessible through a bio in Dolezal's verified Instagram account. Oh, the old click on the link in the bio move, Mm -hmm. huh? Man, she made headlines in 2015. That was, it was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. I, I'm sorry. Back up again. They hired her <laughs> yes. full yes, well knowing yes. she lied her entire life about her race. Now, she was an after-school instructor, so it's okay. not like they... Okay, but like... Yeah, she's not the principal. Yeah. Well, I know, but like, do you understand where I'm going with this? Like, that's okay. That you lied about your entire identity and then used it to get scholarships to attain the highest level of directorship uh, with the NAACP yeah, say, to do all of those job. things, got money from that, mm-hmm. that's okay, but don't take your clothes off or we're going to have to let you go. Well, I, I think you would, you and most parents would, would not want somebody on an OnlyFans account and then they're also instructing your children. Because I think it, I have a causes, much bigger problem with great transgression A. Well, that's true. Than consenting adult behavior B. I, I understand, but it, it creates uh, it creates problems. The kids don't know how to respond to that stuff, and right. they, they start acting a fool. Uh, Two protesters dumped red powder on the encasement protecting the U.S. Constitution at the National Archives. It was a cover for Nicolas Cage. Prompting the closure of its rotunda and galleries on Wednesday afternoon. By the way, quick correction, that Nick Wright piece aired yesterday, not this morning. Uh, around 2.30... In the afternoon, two men poured red powder on themselves and the encased Constitution in the archives rotunda. Good God. D.C. police responded to the scene where they arrested them for destruction of federal property. There was no damage to the Constitution. Did you see like a a week ago, we've just had so much in our stack, someone threw soup Mm -hmm. on... Was it the Mona Lisa, Sam? It was the Mona Lisa again. For whatever reason, the Europeans... (laughs) 
get what? this idea in their head that they're going to protest climate change and food waste. By, by and destroying... the way that they're going to do that is by wasting food. Yeah. Okay. And, and trying to destroy a protected painting. Yeah, did they not see the glass in the, front There's of it? glass in front oh, of Oh, I'm aware. And, and by the way, the Constitution, for those of you who have never been to the National Archives, and I've seen it in person, it is... Very closely guarded. There's always somebody standing you're right not, there. You're and not going to get to go over there and like pen your name on it if that's what you're saying. It's in glass. Probably bulletproof glass. You don't get to, yeah, Dana's right. You don't get to grab a Sharpie and put your name right next to old John Hancock. Father of the Pop-Tart has died. Oh, no, we just had the Pop-Tart bowl. William Post, the man who is often credited with having invented the Pop-Tart. Has died at the age of 96. I almost bought a box last night in his honor. Uh, from humble beginnings in Michigan, Post rose quickly through the ranks of the Heckman Biscuit Company before collaborating with Kellogg's to develop the globally popular toaster pastry. You know, I used to buy the brown sugar cinnamon or brown No, I got to go cherry. I got to go cherry or strawberry. I would eat the entire box after school okay. and never cooked a one. Stop it right here. Do you eat them raw? I did. Or, or do you toast them? Now, see, I, I think if you eat a Pop-Tart raw, you need to go see a therapist. So I used to. Now, when on the rare occasion I do have a Pop-Tart, it's always frosted strawberry. I don't like the frosting. I like the old school no frosting. But, you, you Wait, know. what? You, the frosting is hard. It's like hard candy frosting. It's hard deliciousness. No, I like just the plain old no frosting. And by the way, in the Pop-Tart bowl, did you see the trophy? Whoever won the Pop-Tart bowl at the top of the football on the trophy, there's a big football, okay, right. silver football. They have two slots in the football like a toaster is, yeah. where you can put Pop-Tarts. <laughs> it's the greatest trophy of all time. Uh, so No icing on your pop. That's a toaster well, strudel. You, you know like when, when you were younger and you, you drank a certain kind of liquor and it made you, you got sick and then you never drank it for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. That's how I am with brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. I ate so many of those dang things when I was 16 years old. Every day after school, I'd buy a box and eat all six of them. But they're still so good. I can't, I cannot eat the brown sugar cinnamon anymore. It's like, well, I don't drink anymore, but uh, when I was still actively drinking, I would never buy a bottle of gin because I got so sick on gin when I was younger. Huh. Pop-Tarts are number 10 on the most unhealthy foods in America? Well, did you think the box of sugar and bread was going to be healthy? You better hold your tongue, Satan. Unhealthy. Who do you think you are? Anyway. I bought a tub of lard and found out later it was unhealthy. <laughs> I don't know why I got so fat. Uh, we're going to do Gratitude Friday coming up in just a moment. I believe Dana just stepped out to go uh, let Pastor Hamilton in the door from the Church of the Resurrection. He will join us right after 5 o'clock, and we will get to your gratitude. The things that you're grateful for on this Friday afternoon. There seems to be a little bit of confusion. Let me just try to clear this up. Be careful. I shouldn't give you guys advice. You do what you want. I will just simply say not everything you read on the internet is true. What? Not everything that people post on Twitter is accurate. What? I'm a French model. A lot of people are writing us all of a sudden saying, uh, we're hearing on Twitter that one of the shooting suspects has been released. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And 
I wrote back, I'm like, what's your source? I will say it is Arrowhead Live tweeting that out. I have uh, reached out to them to see where they are getting that information, and they have yet to reply. Okay. Arrowhead Live is, is a fun forum for people to visit, but I would not put it on the extremely reputable source list. Uh, the Kansas City Star, which I do consider to be reputable and good journalism, is reporting that the two juveniles who were arrested in connection with the shooting on Wednesday remain in custody. A third juvenile who was also arrested on Wednesday at the rally but was not involved in the shooting has been released. A third juvenile who was not involved in the shooting but also arrested has been released. But the two that they took into custody, they believe they've, they've got the goods on them for that shooting, they remain in custody. I think it is highly unlikely that either one of them will ever be released. Uh, also, this just in from the Kansas City Star, we uh, there were 23 total wounded victims by the gunfire. How many? Only one Say of it them. Again. Say it again. 23. Oh, 23. Okay, 23. Uh, only one of them remains in the hospital this afternoon. Well, you know, <laughs> we got to find good news where we can. We got to find good news where we can. Uh, somebody on the text line writes there were initially three suspected. Well, and one was released. Well, the one who was released is no longer suspected. Okay, so let, let's just everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> a reminder: if you see it on Twitter, don't make it true. Don't make it true. Uh, let's see what else we got in here, uh, Pastor. Uh, Adam Hamilton, we're waiting for him. He, We thought he was downstairs. He's not here yet, apparently. Uh, and then Dana's down there, and she's going to bring him up uh, as soon as he gets here. And we're going to do Gratitude Friday coming up in just a moment. I'm grateful that I brought a second T-shirt to work because it's warm in here and I'm sweating. I'll be changing that before Mr. Hamilton comes in. Uh, a Michigan woman was arrested on multiple fraud charges in connection with a scheme to steal. It's always a woman. It's always a woman. In a scheme to steal more than $800,000 in luxury clothing and goods from rental websites, the Justice Department alleged that Brandeline Horn, age 42, opened hundreds of accounts on websites designed for women to rent clothing and accessories and then stole the items to resell them later on an e-commerce marketplace, defrauding the clothing rental companies. Yeah, great idea to go ahead and just leave a massive digital footprint, all leading back to the same IP address. You go, lady. She stole more than 1,000 items valued at more than $800,000 and sold more than $750,000 worth of the stolen items, according to federal prosecutors. Horn was arrested on Wednesday in Freeland, Michigan, charged with one count each of mail fraud, wire fraud, and interstate transportation of stolen property. Why don't they get them on more than that? Why is it always one count? Uh, I think the one victim, but if there were multiple websites, wouldn't there be multiple victims? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Pastor Adam Hamilton with the Church of the Resurrection, good friend of the program, will be joining us in just a moment, and we're switching the script a little bit. We're not going to do Festivus Friday today. This is, this is going to be a good news day. We want to hear your gratitudes. What are you grateful for? On this Gratitude Friday, 913-586-7798-586-7798. See you on the other side after the news with Dan Weinbaum here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime.
at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.